Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Victory Youth Podcast. Woohoo! This is Sister Rainey, and as you heard, Brother Anthony over there. And we are going to talk about the Christmas season. Uh, right now, we're actually recording this in November. Oops. And you can already kind of feel the buzz of Christmas around us. We see all the memes where Christmas is a season and Thanksgiving is just a day, which I disagree with, but it's okay. But regardless, you can already feel that Christmas spirit bubbling up around us. As we speak, I know that Brother Anthony's room is all decked out in Christmas attire. If you all want to come over, you can see the North Pole for yourself. Our, in a couple of days, it will be Black Friday, and I know that our lists are compiling of what we may want for this Christmas season. What gift is number one, you might ask, and I could not tell you. I've not yet compiled my list, but, you know, we're feeling that Christmas joy and spirit. The lights are going up, the Christmas um, PJs are going out, and we're all just, the decorations are going out. People are setting up trees already, <clears throat> Anthony. And it's, you can just feel that Christmas spirit. And we're going to talk about the other side of Christmas. We love the Christmas spirit. We love the hot cocoa and time with family and opening presents under a tree. But there's also a really big reason for this season, the most important reason for this season. And that is Jesus Christ, our Savior. Although he probably definitely wasn't born on December 25th and there definitely was not a big Christmas tree where he was at. We still use this time to celebrate our Lord and Savior. And today we're going to talk about the need for a Savior. Some of you may not be saved who are listening to this podcast and um, I hope that this could be a moment where you truly understand your need for a Savior. And those of you who are saved, I hope that you kind of grasp an understanding of how much we really do need him. Sometimes we lose sight of the need for a savior, especially in the hustle and bustle of life, especially, you know, when we're doing all of these other activities, all these different things, and we kind of lose sight of who Jesus is and what he came here for and ultimately what he died for. Um, so today we're just going to take a deep dive into a need for a savior. Brother Anthony, could you start us off on that conversation? Absolutely. So, like Sister Rainey said, yes, I myself am, am an early decorator. By the time this podcast is released, today that you're hearing it, I will have been decorated for several weeks by now. Nonetheless, I fully recognize the need for a Savior. I fully recognize the importance of this season, what Christmas really is about. And, you know, there's those very needful and important slogans and saying out there that put Christ back in Christmas. And really the, the root of Christmas is Christ. Christ mas. Christ more. More of God. More of Jesus. We need more of him, and especially now more than ever. Today we're going to talk about a need for a Savior and this is really an individual note. This is a need that each one of us have. This is a need that each one of us has to have, whether we recognize it or not. And I think about when things go wrong. I think 
how about on a much larger scale when there's like when there's a natural disaster coming what do you see a lot of people doing whether they believe in god or not especially those that don't necessarily believe in god what do you see them do they pray why because we all recognize the need for a savior whether we know that jesus is the savior we recognize that there is a need for a savior Every one of us find ourselves in times, trials, situations, moments in life where we could need we we need like a quick a, a quick save. Like, oh, for instance, all throughout school, there's been nights where I got just a couple hours of sleep because I was working all night, working all evening on homework, and then there was that one little assignment that I forgot, and I had a friend that was able to always there and I just needed a quick save and not that they I cheated but but they were there to help guide me so I could get it done real quick and not be late these little quick saves we all find ourselves in moments of needing a savior we need saving here and there today in today's in today's conversation we're talking of course about the spiritual aspect of needing a savior and that is Jesus Christ God manifest in the flesh so I hope through today's conversation that we could understand a little further and maybe perhaps for some of us begin to understand that we all have a need and that we all need to recognize and acknowledge. The scripture says in all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. We need to at least acknowledge that we have a need for God, that we have a need for Jesus Christ. It doesn't we don't need to have this recognition that we need him to be able to gain blessing, that we need to be able to gain gifts that he can give to us. We need to recognize him just as a savior because we're lost without him. We really are lost without him. This generation, we're going towards a path that needs a savior. We always have. Since the dawn of creation, there has been a need for a savior. Yes, this need for a savior. And um, Anthony and I teach our youth class, and we're going through exploring God's word. And every time we teach, we get to this point, and we're like, and although we're in the Old Testament, this is bringing us forth to this point where they need a Savior. They need Jesus. We know the end of the story, and the people in the Old Testament did not. But um, So we're talking about all these different stories. Um, the beginning of the tabernacle plan, we're talking about... Um, all these judges and kings and all these things that are happening in the Old Testament and how they're ultimately just becoming a type and shadow of what's to come, Jesus Christ. And so um, I just want to open up this conversation about Jesus with his birth. So I'm coming from Luke 2 and um, the angels are coming to the shepherds and they are saying to the shepherds and uh, and the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, ye shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was in there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And I was joking with Anthony about how when I read this passage of scripture, I can hear 
a song from one of our Christmas plays just playing in the background of <laughs> sing a song of Christmas, sing a song of the king. And I can just think about um, us as young children learning about a need for a savior. That's what was really being implemented. We were learning the word of God. It might have been a silly song. Um, it might have been us in a silly costume, but we were learning scripture. We were learning the principle of this need for a savior. So right here is the beginning of all prophecy that was that went forth in the Old Testament talking about a savior coming to save the world. And it's opening up right here. The angels are talking to the shepherds. Fear not. The savior is here today. He's born today. And I can't imagine being a shepherd. And I can't imagine them just tending their sheep, these lowly men just sitting there like, okay, it's real dark out. Come on, guys, don't get lost. And all of a sudden, angels are coming to them being like, Savior's here. And they're like, okay, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? Like a Savior? Well, first of all, y'all look scary, this heavenly host up there. What you talking about, homie? Where's our Savior? <laughs> what, what happened? Like, what are you talking about? And But it obviously struck them. Obviously, this this host of angels because they went off and they went to go look for the savior. They weren't just like, what is going on here? Like, I did much. I didn't sleep much. <laughs> there's Scripture, just a, Scripture says they were sore afraid. Yeah, they're just like I'm sure they're rubbing their eyes, hoping that it would just go away, and it was just some sort of like dream they had fallen into. But no, the savior was born, and they were sent to go look for him. And um, I just love that, you know. These angels came to the lowliest of people, these people who who had to been up late at night tending to sheep, and they told them that there was a savior, that this this savior was not just for kings and kingdoms, but from the beginning it was for people who were worksmen. Lower, I, I, don't, I actually don't know the classes of a shepherd, but them, they weren't high-class citizens, I'm sure. Um, but savior was for lowly shepherds in a field tending to sheep and the savior is for you and I today no matter what class what race a savior is needed for each and every one of us and as we go on in the scripture we learn more about the life of Jesus we learn more about how he came down and he he spoke the word we learn about how he was persecuted and we ultimately learn of his death died on a cross a sinner's cross. Didn't, he didn't die a high and mighty death. He died a lowly death on a sinner's cross. Next to two sinners who most definitely deserved the death that they had. And what did he do? He pardoned the sin of a sinner right next to him. He showed that my grace is for a sinner hanging on the same cross that I am. And um, as we go on and talk more about uh, Jesus, I just want to remind you that he came down and died for you, no matter the sin that you may have committed. And, you know, sometimes we just feel so hopeless in our sin. Oh, God, I, I've gone too far. I've gone too far. I've done too much. God's death and burial and resurrection was not just for the least sinful of all. It was for the most sinful of all. It was so he could remit sins and um Brother Anthony, if you could talk about the remissions of sins for a minute um, and just what that what that means for us and what that meant in 
the Bible from Old Testament to New. You bring up an incredible example, which we didn't previously discuss to this, where you talk about the man on the cross hanging next to Jesus. The whole reason that he got saved was because he recognized that he needed a savior. He he didn't know that he'd be hanging next to the savior of the world on that day on on Calvary. He didn't know that. That was that was never in the plan. But he recognized right there when Jesus was hanging next to him and you know, it's not like they had this extensive conversation. Scripture only records a couple verses of what happened and Jesus says to him like I will see Jesus says to him you'll see paradise today you know Jesus recognized that both of them would they die on that cross and but that man he recognized he needed Jesus and the great thing I find in scripture is we see in terms of needing a savior there are different dispensations all throughout Scripture, and remission of sins is a baseline principle that is carried out from the beginning to end of Scripture. How that has happened has changed. In the Old Testament, we see remission of sins, which actually wasn't a complete remission. It was more of a push off to the next year where uh, citizens and the children of Israel, they would come, they would enter into the gates with thanksgiving and praise. The first thing we always got to do is enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. And they would put a sacrifice on the altar. And the priest would go in once a year and he would worship God and he would spend time that one day in the Holy of Holies. And what God would do is God would pardon their sins off for another year. And just think how many hundreds and thousands of years that of sins that got not necessarily remitted, but they got pushed off until the day that Jesus died on the cross. Because he said that he died on the cross for sins of the Old Testament and he died for the sins of the world, the world that was yet to come. So right then and there, God's, you know, Jesus said on the cross that, you know, he was dying for the sins of the Old Testament. And so the Old Testament dispensation there was a sacrifice. When Jesus walked the earth, remission of sins was simply believing on Jesus, following him, literally picking up your things and just following Jesus around to where his ministry. This is where some of us, we can get tripped up in this world and there's many idolatries and doctrines out there that think, oh, I can just believe on him and I'll be saved. Well, we do need Jesus as our savior, but that methodology, that way of salvation is not what we follow today. That was for when Jesus was walking in his day. So he was able to say to that man, just believe on me and you'll see paradise today. Recognize that you need me. Because then after that, that's when we experience New Testament salvation, which is the current dispensation that we're living in. What we're living in is repentance, water baptism in the name of Jesus, not Father, Son, Holy Ghost, but in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost, which is Jesus. Baptism in the name and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in new tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance, as the Spirit speaks through you. That's what we're experiencing today. That's what our method of remission of sins is. Baptism in the name of Jesus. We get the sins washed away and we die out to our sins in repentance. They're washed away. But what then? We need to be brought out. We need a save. We need his Spirit. This is the remission of sins that we've seen all throughout the Old Testament, the New Testament. And 
I'm so thankful that the man on the cross, he didn't fall through the cracks. Jesus did not allow him because he was in the middle of that dispensation of believing and being baptized. Well, he wasn't, he couldn't be baptized. He was hanging on a cross. Jesus didn't let him fall through the cracks. He just said, believe on me this day. Recognize that you need me and you'll be saved. And so as we, as Brother Anthony so uh, put about these dispensations and how we currently live in a totally different one than the day of Jesus, that we have to come to terms with the fact, if we have not already, that we need Jesus in our life. And if you're listening to this and you have never heard of this type of salvation, then today is your day. Search your word. Ask for revelation. Ask for God to give you the revelation of how to truly be saved and how you truly need to reach out to your Savior, Jesus Christ, and have your sins remitted and be saved. And um, as I'm sure many of our listeners who are saved, get back to the heart of it. When you first, you know, there's those songs like when, when I first believed, get back to that moment where you were like, Jesus, I, I, I can't go on without you. I actually can't do my next move without you. I think sometimes we lose sight of that that moment when we first believe, that moment when we realize that what we need is a savior. This world is so lost. We all need a savior. It's not just me and Anthony who need a savior. Uh, it is this world. And I think if we get back to the heart of that, we can truly be a church that reaches the lost because that's what this is all about. Okay, now I know that I need a savior. I've I've repented, I've been baptized, I've, I've received the Holy Ghost. Okay, you know, God is doing that sanctification process within me. Now let's go out and find a soul that also needs a Savior. And I think if we get back to that heart of that need for a Savior, we'll see a lost soul in our neighbor, in our friend from school, in our coworker. We'll, God will give us the eyes to see that this world needs a Savior, and yes, we can pray, God, give him a dream, God, give him a vision, and God will, God will answer that prayer. But we need to be Jesus Christ out wherever we may walk. We need to be that representation for people who are lost in this world. Sometimes we're so busy in our everyday life. We're so busy in, uh, in our jobs. We're so busy in all the schoolwork. I know right now we're we're probably taking all these extra tests. We're finishing out semesters in college. All these things that may cloud our mind. But if we could just take a moment in here right now and think of how that moment when we needed the Savior the most. That moment when we made a decision that we needed a Savior. And now think of that friend at school. And they might be at their wit's end. They might be like, it's either this or that. And where can you be a light? Where can you say, hey, I know the Savior for myself. I know the salvation plan, and I know that it's for me and you. Because that's what this is about. If we can give any gift to anyone, if we can spend $500, we can spend all this sort of money on our friends and family, how much more can we give someone, help bring someone to the gift of salvation? That's the greatest gift of all, eternal life. 
that man that was next to Jesus on the cross received the greatest gift of all, despite who he was. He was a sinner. He deserved that cross. We are sinners. We deserve eternal damnation. But we serve a God who said, no, I love, I love the people that I created and I want them to be with me. He said he has many mansions waiting for us. And so my heart, I just feel, (laughs) I just feel so like he has a mansion for us. He came down as a babe wrapped in, in flesh. Mary was probably so scared (laughs) that she was birthing the savior, but she gave birth to him and he lived this life and he had a ministry and he touched the lives of those disciples and all who followed him to die on a cross. Our God died on a cross for us. And he wants to live with us one day in eternity where we can praise and worship our savior. Um, I'm going to let brother Anthony just kind of close us out. Um, on this thought of needing a savior. We can walk through everyday life. And I guarantee that once we really capture this, that we need a savior and that others need a savior. And I can let myself be a vessel that God can work through. I guarantee we're going to meet people that have never heard the name Jesus, that they perhaps don't know God for themselves. They recognize that they need a perhaps a savior, but they don't necessarily know that God is that savior. Well, if they've never heard the name, then why don't you give them who God can be for them? And Isaiah depicted this and he prophesied this perfectly in Isaiah 9, 6. And it says, for unto us, a child is born unto us, a son is given and the government shall be upon his shoulder and his name. The name is thank God for the name. Thank God that the name was revealed to us. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, and the Prince of Peace. When you can tell someone that you truly to your core know that the Savior is a comforter, you're going to win that soul because we're all looking for comfort in our lives. When you can truly tell somebody that the Savior of the world, he's called the Prince of Peace, We're in a world right now that needs peace more than ever before. We're in a world right now full of darkness and and, and spiritual wickedness in high places. And and that doesn't necessarily mean in the government, but just in everywhere there's wickedness and darkness and, and cruelty and spiritual hardship. We can tell someone that God is the Prince of Peace, that he can level the playing ground. That he can put you on a plateau. He can put you on that path of salvation where you can walk steadfastly. You can walk as the apostles did in the apostles' doctrine, breaking bread and and fellowship and prayer. When you can find yourself on that spiritual journey because you have the Prince of Peace with you. When you can tell someone that perhaps needs some counseling. We all need counseling in our lives, whether some of us, it it could be marriage counseling. It could be personal counseling. It could be family counseling. We all need counseling. We recognize the need for that in our lives, and we have excellent counselors out there and trained professionals. But when we see that we we have a need for a Savior and that we can call on God for our spiritual counsel, I can go to Jesus. And if I can give that to somebody else to rescue them, that's worth every more than any dollar, anything that I could give in the world. That's worth more than that. When I can tell them that he is the everlasting father, he's the father to the fatherless. There's a lot of people out there struggling 
because they don't perhaps have figures in their lives that act as a leader and, and a protector, a guide, or a mentor. When we, God is your everlasting Father, that the name is the Father, that Jesus is that person to us, you'll win a soul. You'll win a soul, and that's what this is about. So in this Christmas season, let us always remember that we have a need and that there is a need for someone else that perhaps doesn't know. And we feel burdened here today, and we feel reminded of the need that we need God in our lives. So let us just be reminded and encouraged that this world needs a Savior, but be encouraged that we know the Savior. We know that He is Jesus, He is God, and He is able to do anything and everything that we could imagine or think. I'm going to close out in prayer, and we're going to end our conversation for today. Thank you, God for an opportunity today to learn and to dive into your word and to see that you are wonderful. You're the counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. Today, Lord Jesus, we recognize that we have a need for you, that we have a spiritual need, a salvation need for a savior. You are the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to you except through Jesus. For God, we believe that you are Jesus and Jesus, you are God. You are one. And so we come to you today with our hearts surrendered, recognizing that we have a need for you in our lives. And though, God, I am baptized, I've repented of sins, and I've received your spirit, I recognize that I still have a need for you. I have a need to continue in your ways and to continue along this process of sanctification. God, I pray for every listener here today that you bless them and baptize them in a, in a refreshing mindset of a need for you and for a need to reach others, and to tell them that there is a Savior waiting with open arms. We thank you. We love you. We give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' matchless name. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that you have a blessed Christmas season, a holiday season with your friends, your family. Celebrate. Be reminded that Jesus is the Savior. We hope that you have a blessed season. We love you. 